Hello, this is episode 322, and today we're chatting about why just stopping eating isn't as simple as people think, what keto does for weight loss goals, and how it's completely different from other diets, emotional eating, the perfect time to start keto, and so much more. Our guest today is Suzanne Ryan, who's the founder of Keto Karma and author of the best-selling paperback, Simply Keto. After struggling with her weight for most of her life, Suzanne stumbled onto the ketogenic diet and decided to give it a shot. In just a year, she lost more than 100 pounds and in the process reclaimed control over her health. Suzanne now has lost a total of 120 pounds and openly shares her weight loss journey via her Instagram at Keto Karma and her blog KetoKarma.com in hopes of helping others. Suzanne is such an amazing human being, and it's just so great to be able to share uh, what she's doing with others. Now, this is an episode that we did quite some time ago. I'm so happy to share it with you here. If you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. You can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. That's also where you're going to find Suzanne's website, Instagram, Facebook. All those links are going to be there. Okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working as a little thank you for being here today. Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Hey, Suzanne, how's it going? Hey, good. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it, it feels like we should have done this forever ago. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Oh my gosh, thanks so much for making this happen. I like to ask all of our guests before we get started, what does keto mean to you? Oh man, so it's changed so much over the years. I think um, at first, uh, keto to me was kind of like a possibility of okay, I feel like I've tried so many things to get healthier and to lose weight. Um, and like, maybe this is like the missing puzzle piece. And like, maybe this is like the thing that's going to change my life. And then it kind of shifted to like, wow, like it's actually something that gives me a sense of peace and something that has changed my relationship with food. And I'm no longer in this mode of constantly craving food all the time. I have more energy. I feel more balanced. I don't feel like, you know, I was so heavily addicted to foods that I was eating. So then it kind of switched to like being this just very peaceful place to me where I wasn't even caring so much about how much weight I was losing, although I was excited about that too. But I think for the first time in my life, I actually felt just that sense of like peacefulness that I wasn't so heavily addicted to like the foods that I was eating. And then it's kind of shifted to like me just really appreciating like all the different layers of it from like the community to the level of peace that I have in my body to you know, I think just having this truly be something that's like a livable lifestyle. I think at first I was kind of like, I'm going to do this until I lose weight and then we'll see, you know, and, and I think it's just cool to kind of like really dive into it and then see that it really is something that you can live to stick to thrive on and not feel deprived on. So it's just kind of like ever flowing and changing, but I just, it's, there's, it so, means so much to me. Yeah, I have a very similar experience of it starting off to be so small and then turning out to be such a huge gift that I was not expecting at all. 
totally. And you mentioned maybe this will dot, dot, dot. And that's kind of how all diets start. What other diets had you tried in the past? And what kind of got you to that space where it's like, I got to try this keto thing. It sounds crazy, but I'm going to give it a whirl. So I, I basically started struggling with my weight when I was in middle school. And I had tried every single diet that you can imagine from that point in time until I was probably about in my like mid twenties. Uh, um, I had done Atkins, like Weight Watchers, um, like different shakes, slim fast. Um, I actually even went to like a medically supervised weight loss program where they gave me B12 shots and appetite suppressants. And I was busy all the time. And, um, I would like go in and weigh in every week. I literally tried everything. And sometimes I would have very short-term successes and then I would fall off because it like either wasn't sustainable or I wasn't re- like in the right mind space for it. Or I like there was something, there always seemed to be something. And then I had pretty much gone to the point where like I had just given up. And at that point I was a little over 300 pounds. And I just kind of felt like, you know what, like this is just my path and this is just who I am. And I have tried and I clearly want this change, but I can't just stop eating like what the advice is to a lot of people. It's like, they'll stop eating so much or just, you know, um, when people don't really understand what it's like to really struggle with being morbidly obese, there's so much more than just the food. It's the emotions, it's things you're going through. It's the way that you cope with things. Um, so I think it just seemed at one point that it was like too hard or impossible. So I pretty much had like given up. Then I actually had a friend who got like gastric bypass. So I like had emailed her and I was like, Hey, what was this like? And she told me about it. And I was like, Oh gosh, like I, I mean, I have total respect for people who do go that route, but listening to everything that she went through, I was like, this isn't for me because I know for myself that this is a bigger issue. Like if I get gastric bypass, and I lose the weight, I'm still, I'm still an emotional eater. I'm still eating food that is causing me to be like craving it. I'm hungry all the time. Like there's, there's something bigger to this. So I knew that even that wouldn't be like a long-term success for me. So I chose not to go down the surgery path. And then one day I just happened to be on Reddit and they have a thing called photo Friday. And there was a before and after picture of somebody who looked very similar to me, kind of same starting weight and, and, they were, they weren't selling anything. They weren't, they were just kind of like sharing their story. And I was like, what is keto? I've never heard of it. So I kind of looked at that and I was like, all right. Uh, you know, I had gotten to the point where like, I didn't want anybody to like sell me any shakes or sell me any, like, I just, I didn't want anything except for like somebody who was in my shoes, who knew what it was like, who struggled, who found something that actually worked. And so then I started researching keto like crazy and there wasn't like a ton of information out there, like, but there was enough that I could really kind of get a grasp of what it was. And I was like in IRC trying to like find out the questions that I didn't know, like from people who maybe were probably new at this too. So I, I made a lot of like newbie mistakes, but it was cool because like, I just continued to kind of dig and grow and find my own path. Cause as you know, like it, this looks different for everybody. So I think it was kind of nice when I could actually get to the point where I could break out of the box of like, well, here's what keto is. And then it's like, well, then what's your, like, what works for your body and what makes you feel good and what's your own path. So that's kind of like how I discovered keto. And then ever since then, it's just been a complete life changer. There aren't many treats my husband Kevin likes, so when we found keto bars and he dug right in, I was a very happy wife. 
chocolate, almonds, erythritol, stevia, and either peppermint oil, strawberries, peanut butter, or coconut complete these bars. Yes, that is it. It's like a little cake in a package without all the extra garbage ingredients found in a lot of those quote-unquote keto-friendly treats. Bonus, they're gluten-free, dairy-free, no added fiber for those that are sensitive, and they do not melt in the heat like other bars of their kind. Woohoo! You can use the code KDP20 by going to ketobars.com slash KDP20 to get 20% off everything Keto Bars. Try each flavor. Mint chocolate is Kevin's personal favorite as it hits his sweet tooth just right. Again, that's ketobars.com slash KDP20 and use a code KDP20 for 20% off. Yeah, it's such a beautiful story. And I'm so happy that you found keto the way you did. My story was similar. I was just like scrolling on Instagram and somebody used the hashtag keto. I'm like, what's a keto? (laughs) And that's how it started. (laughs) Uh, So you mentioned, um, there was something bigger to this. The reason you decided not to get surgery, you knew that there was something bigger and you chatted a little bit about, it sounds like emotional eating and just dealing with those emotions. So you started keto and then those emotions, did they just go away or how did you deal with that throughout eating keto? No, I think, I think if anything, it made me have to really focus on them more than anything, because I think in the past, I just kind of always put the focus on like, it's the food that I'm eating. And while it was for like a big part, a lot of it was my mindset, my lack of belief in myself. I had really, really low self-esteem. I, I guess I ultimately, I didn't really believe in, in my ability to succeed and that played like a huge role in it. So basically while I was going through keto, it was really important that like when I was starting, I was actually processing why I was eating and when I was hungry. So I would, I would basically like stop before I was, would eat anything. And I'd be like, okay, am I actually like really hungry or is like something bothering me? Am I stressed out about something? Like what's going on in my life? What's going on in my head? Am I hydrated? Like what's, you know, cause I, I really had to kind of relook at like what was I really actually hungry growing up? Like we had a very tumultuous childhood. Um, there was a lot of, uh, back and forth and our family, um, our parents were divorced. Then we ended up growing up with my dad and, you know, he didn't have a lot of money. So we lived in like garages that were converted into a room and didn't have kitchens. And, you know, we were barely getting by and he did the best that he could, but we ended up eating at McDonald's like every night. Like if we would pull through, they would know our order by our car. I mean, it was like, that was just what we did. We ate pizza and everything processed and pre-made and reheated and fast food. And then on top of it, when things would be difficult or like we were going through times and there was like a lot of fighting and stuff, my dad would be like, all right, guys, like, let's go get an ice cream. Like, let's, let's just like, let's get out of the house. And, you know, I think just early on, I kind of started like turning to food to like handle different emotions or things that I was going through. So when I started doing keto, I was kind of like, holy moly, like I have to take care of this too. Like, it's not just going to be the food that I'm eating because I can eat too much of the food that I should be eating anyway. So I had to kind of start working through like why and how I was dealing with like what I was eating. So I did, I started counseling. Like there were, I, I went through multiple levels of fixing and working on like the issues that I had with food. 
And a lot of people listening that may be new to keto because it's a new year and people are like, I'm going to do this keto thing. And they're listening to this episode <laughs> and they're like, how is it even possible? I've tried this so many times in the past and it hasn't worked out. Would you feel, do you agree with when you go keto and you start eating fat, something happens to your brain that makes it possible to deal with this stuff that you couldn't before. Did you experience something similar to that? For sure. Like uh, hands down, I think the mindset stuff is very important, but I think keto is very specifically helpful in this situation, especially to emotional eaters or people with like binge eating issues, because you literally for the first time in your life, feel satisfied from the foods that you're eating. And that is like, that is the weirdest feeling to somebody who like, literally I never felt full before I, I could like have lunch and then someone would call and be like, Hey, you want to go have lunch? And I'd be like, Oh, I just eat. But like, yeah, sure. Like, let's go eat. Like I, it was like, I was never full. And so when I switched over to keto, I was like, Oh my gosh, like that's that peacefulness I was talking to you about. It's just like, I was like, I'm not obsessed with this food anymore. Like, I like, I, I still enjoy it. It still tastes great, but you know, I've, like I'll go to lunch with you and like sit and like have a water and hang out. But like, I didn't feel the need to like eat and eat and eat anymore. And I think having that, having a diet where you're not eating things that cause like that ongoing cravings is just so supportive of you really living a lifestyle that you can stick to. Cause I just think you're at a better place, you know? Totally. And so you mentioned a little bit of cravings and mindset. I think because diet culture, a lot of us say that in order to hold on to a diet, we need a lot of willpower. We need to like keep it going because it's the hardest thing ever. Did you find that with your experience with keto or were you able to hold a different mindset because of that balance and because you started to feel so good? You know, I think like the first two weeks, I definitely think were a little bit more of a struggle. I actually started keto on like January 1st of 2015 and bombed out the same day. Like I, I just, I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't make an entire day. My first, like my first go at it. And then I was like, why, you know, I eventually got to this place. I think it was like around the 15th of January where I'm like, why am I waiting for like the first of the year, a Monday after this vacation, I'm like, this is my life. And in the in-betweens of all this, like my life is passing me by. I'm morbidly obese. There is no guarantee that I'm going to even be around to see my daughter or girl if I keep going down this path. Like it's time to stop these excuses and it's time to really focus on changing my life for the better. So I you know, the first two weeks were a challenge. It was definitely a lot of like detoxing from that sugar. I had cravings. I was cranky a little bit. I was, you know, I was, you know, just when I was getting into like ketosis for the first time, then I really started to feel that shift, but I definitely did feel like I was scared to ever have anything that wasn't keto at all, because I was afraid that because I had failed so many times at other different diets and ways to lose weight, that if I had one thing that might be the thing that would like send me off the deep end. And then I would like get back into that vicious cycle of like, you know, yo-yo dieting. So for the first year that I did keto, almost that entire first year, I tracked everything that I ate. Um, and I also didn't have anything like my neighbor would be like, Hey, try a piece of this, like a bite of this watermelon. And I'd be like, no, like, you know, so now looking back, I, I think that some of that time was good for me because I think I needed to, I needed to stay on course. But looking back now, I definitely think that I overcorrected to the point where 
I didn't have to be that crazy about it. But during that time, I also did a lot of kind of work on why I was eating. And I think it was important for me to have kind of a a little bit of work done in that first couple months of really being committed to the lifestyle and, and being in touch with my body as far as like if I was really hungry or not. And then I was kind of better prepared. And now like I have a lot more like flexibility, like I'm keto 95% of the time, but like if I'm in Italy or if I'm, you know, somewhere like, and someone's like trying to buy this watermelon, I'm not like losing it over it, you know? So I, I feel like, I feel like at the beginning, it's kind of like when you start a new job or the first day of school, like you have all your pencils and everything's organized and like you have all your books and you know, everything's like so put together. And then after a while you're like, Oh gosh, I forgot my pencil. Can I borrow it? Like, you know, and then you had to kind of be like, wait, reorganize. So it's, I feel like there's this shift that happens. Like at first you're super focused, super on track, like counting everything. Like if, if you do track or, or like just really, be, really being strict and then you kind of like get into a little bit of a comfortable mode and maybe even a little bit too comfortable mode. And then you have to kind of pivot back. Like it's an ongoing thing, which is kind of funny because I, I had initially thought like I was going to hit my goal weight. And then that was like, then you, you've arrived, you know, yes. but, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, that's actually not true at all. Like when you hit your goal weight, like you've arrived to like a new thing of like maintenance and then like making sure that you're staying true to like all the things that are important to you. And, and, you know, knowing that this is something that you do for the rest of your life. So there's been a lot of like, that's happened during like three and a half years that I've been keto, but you know, it's, it's ongoing, you know? Totally, totally. It is. And it changes and your body needs different things at different times and being aware of that. How has the relationship with your daughter changed throughout this experience and how did you, did you include her in this? I know that when my mom used to try to lose weight, it was like this big thing and everybody knew about it and she was on a diet. And how, how has that changed with your daughter? Well, she was two when I started keto. So she's, she's young enough that it's kind of, she understands keto. Like she understands like the word keto. I don't think she really understands the concepts completely. And I have been kind of on this ongoing kind of like torn feeling I guess not torn, just trying to figure out like a really nice balance. I definitely talked to her about food and nutrition and the importance of making sure that we're putting like good things in our bodies. But I also don't want her to be the kid that we go to the birthday party and she like is the only one that can't have a cupcake when all the other kids are having a cupcake. So I've had to kind of try things and adjust and try things and adjust. And I think being a mom in general is like the hardest job ever because it's like, you want to give them a like the whole world, but you also want to give them everything that they need to be healthy and to make good decisions. And, and I don't want her to struggle with her weight in the way that I had. And nutrition was not something that was talked about when I was growing up. And I, I feel like if it would have been, it would have been really helpful for me. Like we literally drank soda instead of water in our house. Like I would wake up in the morning and like get a soda. Like I, you know, it's, that's just kind of how it was. So, you know, I talked to her about the importance of like drinking water and making healthy choices. And it's great because at their school, like the rule is like you eat the healthy thing in your lunchbox or with your lunch first. But, you know, she's, I feel like we have kind of found a good balance. Sometimes she eats stuff that I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm an awful mom. I can't believe I let her eat that. You know, like, and you, you have all these judgments of yourself as a mom, like, cause you, you love them so much and you want to do good for them. But like, the truth is, is like, none of us are perfect and we all have like busy lives and we're all these scheduled things to be running to. And sometimes it's not perfect, but I think as long as she has that foundation, 
um, which I think that she does. I think that she'll be able to kind of have a healthier relationship with food. I know some people like my best friend, actually, her mom was like very, very health conscious. And like, she wasn't allowed to have any, like any of the, like the things that like, you know, a lot of kids have in their lunch boxes. And she told me that like what ended up happening was she would eat all those things and hide them from her mom or she would go to school and then she would like trade to like get those things. And she, the, but the underlining thing is she was hiding stuff from her mom. Like she would get food and then she would like hide it in a drawer and like hide it under her clothes. And I'm like, okay, I definitely, I don't want to go that route, you know? So I think we found a good balance so far. Yeah, that's awesome. I was one of those kids whose moms were like really into health and I hid a lot of food from my mom. (laughs) Yeah. And that wasn't a healthy behavior either at all. I know. It's such a hard balance though, you know, cause it's like, it's like, it's so easy for it to just kind of slide into like all this junk. I mean, even the way that food is targeted and advertised towards kids, like you go down an aisle and it's like, mom, I want this because it has like, you know, it has a troll on it. You know, I'm like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's so true. That's such a challenge. I'm sure. CBD oil. I'm sure you've heard of it and maybe you've been a bit overwhelmed by the options or you're concerned it'll get you high. Now my family's been supplementing with CBD oil going on four years and I'm impressed with the results and no, we don't get high on the stuff and neither will you. Why do we use CBD oil? Well, it's a powerful anti-inflammatory, reducing joint issues, inflammatory acne, and gut distress. Eaton Hemp makes the highest possible quality CBD oil, are transparent in their production processes, and are one of the first USDA certified organic hemp companies, ensuring all you're getting in your oil is CBD not pesticides. Blah. No, thank you. Eaton Hemp uses hemp seed oil as a carrier for the CBD, which ensures higher potency, effectiveness, terpenes, and cannabinoids. These are all good things. Now, what I love most about Eaton Hemp is they stand behind their product. If you buy it and you don't like it, or you don't get the results that you're looking for, they will give you a refund. All you got to do is use it in the first 30 days and let them know in those first 30 days, no questions asked, they will give you your money back. Now they put together a super special offer for our listeners. If you go to eatenhemp.com slash keto diet and use the code keto diet, you will get 20% off all of their CBD products. Again, that's code keto diet at eatenhemp.com slash keto diet for your 20% off and your 30 day money back guarantee. So going from your mentality and your belief system and everything before you started keto to now, what have you noticed? um, Just your outlook on life, has it changed just going through this experience? Yeah. You know, I think, I think if anything, I just appreciate and don't take my life for granted. I think I spent the majority of my life counting myself out, sitting on the sidelines, not showing up for myself or like I, I was, I was great at showing up for other people, but I was never good at taking care of myself. And I I think I've definitely turned into like a people pleaser because I was like, well, maybe people will see like the value in me if I do all of these things for them. And like, really, I didn't even know my own value at the time. Um, So I think I just kind of overextended. I redirected. It was much easier for me to focus on problems other people had than myself. And I think for a while I was just kind of like, 
I was just using every distraction possible not to actually like work on myself. And then after my daughter was born, things kind of started to change where I kind of realized that it, in order to take the best care of her, I needed to be in a good place. So taking care of myself actually took care of her even better. So I kind of had to pivot of like, it's not selfish for me to take care of myself. I'm a much better, better mother to her if like my cup is filled and I'm feeling good and I have the energy to take her out to the park and run around with her. I hope you're totally digging this episode. I love putting these together every week and I hope you're getting something out of it. I love seeing where you're listening from. So next time you're listening or even right now, take a picture of yourself watching the show or a screenshot of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram at healthful pursuit. And if social isn't your thing, that's totally fine. Just jump on your favorite podcast player and leave a review for the show. Okay, back to the good stuff. I was actually watching some videos yesterday of when she was a baby. And I think this is kind of that moment where I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm going to need to change because this girl's got a lot of energy. And like, I, you can see me in the video and I'm probably about 300 pounds and I'm just like rocking her back and forth. And like, she wants to play, but like, you can see in my face that I'm just like exhausted and having a hard time moving. So I think that the way that my life has really changed a lot is just like, being able to like enjoy daily activities and not be in pain, not be uh, exhausted, you know, taking the stairs, like walking outside and like running to the park with her and chasing her. It's like all those things that I, I don't think I would have been able to do because getting out of bed was painful at 300 pounds. So I think it's just kind of given me a new lease on life. I'm so happy for you. That's so great. And to have watched your transition on YouTube, I'm just so thankful that you recorded all of those videos and just like all those awkward you. videos. It was so great though. It was so great to just tune in every week and kind of see that transition and understand what you were going through. I think at the time you probably didn't know what you were doing, like how you were helping other people. But I think seeing that transition and understanding what you were going through has helped so many more people than you probably will ever know has helped. So thank yeah. you so much for creating those, even though I'm sure it was awkward because YouTube is always awkward. <laughs> oh man. I know this is like my, it's funny because whenever I do like a recording now and I see this in the backdrop, I'm like, this brings back so many memories. Cause this is like where I sat like week yes. after week after week for over a year doing those videos. And the first one is always painful to look at. Cause I'm like, <laughs> Oh gosh. Like I, and I, like the first couple of weeks I said keto, like, and so I like, I was like mispronouncing stuff. And I was, I was like, I was like awkwardly, like looking, I was so, it was a mess, but I am appreciative to like be able to look back and see it. You know, it's like, I think it's great to just be vulnerable and let people know what you're going through. And, and that lets other people know that they're not alone in the struggles that they're going through and the ups and the downs and the in-betweens. And this community, the keto community is like the most amazing support system in the world. And I just think that the more we all connect, like the better. Yes. I couldn't agree with you more. Suzanne, where can people find more from you? So I am across the board at Keto Karma. Um, and then I have a blog, ketokarma.com. So it's basically across the board. And then on YouTube, it's Keto Karma 2015. So that's the only odd one off, but everything else is there. <laughs> and do you have a book? I do. So um, I have a book called Simply Keto, and that's in 
on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Target now and all major booksellers. I think it's actually in Costco right now as well. Nice. Cool. Well, we'll include all those links in the show notes and everything. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I hope you really enjoyed today's show. Next up on the podcast, Sunday, July 18th, episode 323, we have my friend Jim Howard on the show to chat about monitoring ketones via dot, 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 breath. It's a good one. It's a new tool. It's so fun. I can't wait to share it with you. And then episode 324 on Sunday, July 25th, Dr. Kayla is coming on the show to chat with us about birth control, your hormones, her experience uh, with amenorrhea. That's a lack of period since going on birth control and uh, just chatting chatting about informed consent and really uh, giving you the details, you know, if you or somebody that you love or know or meet on the street. (laughs) tells you that they're on hormonal birth control. So it's a really good episode and I can't wait to share it with you. Okay, have a great rest of your week and I will see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.